0: Have you ever wanted to sell more books and enroll more customers? Or maybe you were looking to find ways to sustain your message and truly make your difference. Hosted by Sean Rosenstiel, Authorized is a live collaborative show dedicated to helping self-development authors take their businesses to the next level. Cool. So I think we are live. Ryan, thanks for being on the show today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm so grateful to the other Ryan, Ryan Stanley, who was a guest a few weeks ago on the show. And uh, he sent us a little email introduction. And the moment I saw the title of your book, I was sold. So I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about that today. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if uh, Ryan wants to make a surprise appearance. I sent out an email, so we'll see if he comes aboard. Ryan's, you know, mutual f- friend of ours, right? And Ryan was generous enough to refer me on to a couple podcast hosts. You know, he's been doing this podcast tour, summer tour, fall tour. And like literally half of these hosts that I connect with are like, Ryan was my favorite guest ever. Uh, So so I'm always like, I'm going to beat him out. I'm going to get that number one spot, you know? (laughs) So I'm chasing his tailcoats, but he's a good guy. And I appreciate you Ryan for uh, connecting uh, Ryan and I together here. So, Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. I feel like we're kindred spirits here this year with the books that we published. Yeah. So tell us a little about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I've uh, started to dive into yours as well, the the School of Intentional Living. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, there's a lot of similarity there. Uh, you know, the quick version, I guess, uh, the, the Cliff Notes version of, of what's my book here, uh, Wisdom Beyond the Classroom is I was a sixth grade teacher for a handful of years, busy with all the subjects that the students have to do and coming in and out of the classroom. There's really not any time that's dedicated to personal development. You know, what's known in the school as the social emotional learning. And, you know, to me, that's more important really than any subject they'd be learning. So. My, we did. I did some meditation and mindfulness when I was a teacher. But then, kind of, what sprung out of that was the idea of this book, uh, Wisdom Beyond the Classroom, things that really kids need to know that are going to help them throughout their life, not just a subject that they may or may not have use for. So that it's broken down into twenty-seven chapters. Uh, anything from, you know, only 27. Yeah. Only 27. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So it's broken down into the, the chapters as far as, uh, some topics are, uh, things like your, your relationship with failure and your mindset, mindfulness, meditation, visualization. Uh, those are just a few of the, of the topics. So Ryan, who who is your
0: ideal reader? Who is this written for? Is it written for more of the student? Is it written for the
1: adult? Is it written for everyone in between? Right, yeah, that's a really good question. I have had adults read it and say, oh my gosh, adults need to read this. Like all adults need to read this, but it is written primarily for middle school and high school students. Cool, um Yeah. Again, when you talk about, well, you know, I have a product or I have a book and it's great. It could be used for everyone. Well, we just kind of have to narrow it down a little bit more than that. This is this is primarily for middle school and high school kids.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Good for you. That sounds like an incredible resource. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine. And you when we talked a few weeks ago, when we just had a quick chat over the phone, you were saying how you were dropping starting to drop books off at schools. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I think for me, the challenge, if that was my book, the challenge would be how do we teach the readiness to these younger, uh, young adults? Cause mm-hmm. I know like back in, like someone like you could have come to my school, mm-hmm. and, you know, handed out some copies and I, I don't know if I was ready for that. So I think right. one of your big challenges is gonna be like, how do I teach them or train them? And you're, you've got the teacher credential in spades. So you're probably mm-hmm. very good at figuring out the influence factor there. But I think that would be difficult. You know, how, how, how right. do I influence these children to understand that there are things beyond the classroom that are so important, mental, emotional, health, mindset? I love mm-hmm. it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how you might kind of overcome some of those hurdles,
1: you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question, because, you know, what's important to a, a middle school or high school kid, uh, it could be you know, being on their phone. It could be playing video games. It could be sports. It could be chasing girls. It could be, you know, any and all the above. Um, So to have somebody come in and, oh, yeah, here's a book on, you know, uh, bettering your life uh, maybe there's eye rolls to that you know like, oh, you're like my life's
0: great man are you kidding me i got no responsibility right I'm on my screen 10 hours a day life's good maybe right. what you need to do ryan is convert those 27 chapters into an app and gamify the whole darn thing right,
1: <laughs> right. That's, a, that's a freaking great idea <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean the book is as an ebook and and it's on audio as well uh, but yeah and it's something that's interactive like that that's I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, I think that you know to answer your question if I was to you know be in front of some kids, first of all you got to have a good I guess something that draws them in you know a good story, uh, something that relates to them you know like why would I why would I use this? So you know it's got to be very relatable and then, You know, the book itself is written in a dialogue that is very easy to read and and something that, you know, I would hope that uh, the reader can connect to because it it comes from the perspective of a teacher, but then it also comes from the perspective of the students. So you're getting both of those, and it's very much, it's just a dialogue throughout. So it's the teacher talking to the students and, and vice versa, and then the students actually speaking about some of these topics to another school in their auditorium as in like you know when you have um you know when you have somebody come or you have a a whole school uh go and and do something so awesome yeah so you know you pose a really good question though you know you can't you know you can't just expect oh yeah they're going to take this well they might you know toss it when you're gone um so i think it's really got to be relevant to them and and um, to their needs. I think what may help as you, you know, and and I haven't
0: even done this myself, you know, I've got a lot of testimonials and reader feedback I could potentially use as blurbs now, Mm -hmm. right? To adjust the cover and have some blurbs front, back, inside, whatever. But Mm -hmm. it would be interesting if you had, you gave out five to 10 copies to some students who maybe were a little bit more, I don't know what the right word is, but mature or tuned in. To mm. personal development had them read it and then it's like you know front cover nice little blurb that's in their language in their words and it says you know bob smith sixth grade sixth grader right um, to try to get some of that peer influence going on because as we all know the peer influence at that stage is is everything right mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely so you know it's there's a couple avenues there as far as getting the book out you know getting it to schools or teachers um and then also like actually to parents you know especially today with a lot of homeschooling going on um i'd say you know for me my audience is more like uh a parent to introduce it to them that way so that they're kind of introducing it to to their to their kids um you know somebody i had that read it or or their their kid read it there was a junior in high school actually gave me some feedback and said, Hey, you know what? We found um it's impossible for my daughter to get off her phone and the lat, like this this week, we're finding that she is not on her phone and she's actually reading your book. That's um, and he's like, so you know, take that for what it's worth. That's like as that's amazing in my eyes. So that's
0: amazing. That ugly. is neat. wow. Yeah, isn't that neat? That's such great validation for you. I mean, that's just amazing. That's Man. amazing. So it looks like uh, I don't know what the saying is. Is it uh, your ears were itching or your nose was twitching or something? Yeah. But it looks like we got Ryan Stanley here who just hey. joined the Dream Studio. Hey, Ryan,
2: what's going on, fellas? Yeah, I was observing the conversation from uh, Facebook, and uh, I couldn't help but want to kind of jump in and share some feedback of my own on Ryan's book because uh, it's a kind of a it's, it's it's an awesome book, obviously, which is why I kind of wanted to introduce you guys to begin with. So thanks awesome. for thanks for letting me in, Sean. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you bet. You bet. All right. Well, I haven't read the book yet. I have it. I haven't read it yet. So go ahead, will you? And give us 30. Give us the elevator pitch. Give us like 60 well, seconds.
2: Yeah, if I can, as quick as possible, I will give us some background. And it was like, you know, sometimes people I was actually introduced. I was introduced to Ryan by a mutual friend of ours. Uh, and she had found out that I had written my book. And she's like, well, you know, I should introduce you to this guy. He just wrote a book. And it sounds like there's some similar themes. And uh, Ryan and I met. And we had a great first conversation. And, then, you know, I when I got the book, I was kind of like, all right. You know, Sean, as you and I have talked in the past, I'm not the best reader in the world. <laughs> uh-huh. So I kind of was taken it with a grain of salt. I wanted to read it to be nice to this guy who I was just meeting. And I was, I was like, in fact, I even told you, Ryan, the first time we met, I was like, I don't know how to sound, not sound like a jerk, but I'm surprised how much I love your book. Like it was that type of a right. thing. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, so going back to what you're saying, like, who is it for? As a parent myself, like, I just would also just share with anybody out there. It's a great way to connect with your children if you're in a space where you want to teach your children some of these these concepts that are in there, like to read together, maybe do it together as like a project, like, hey, let's read a chapter a night, depending on the age of your child or whatever. But yeah. I think that's another great way, because to your point earlier, Sean, like uh, adults can use this right as well, but sometimes the kids aren't ready for it. So to have it be a little bit of accountability so they can get into it, but then the way the content is, is spelled out that it is so um, applicable, but also understandable. What's the word I'm looking for? Relatable. Um, that's the word, yeah, it's relatable for younger people. That's uh, all. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So, so Ryan uh, Stanley, you have kids who are a little older, right, than mine anyway. I mean, mine are probably too young. I've got first grade and in, in below, but yeah. are your kids of age? where they. I've got, my- you
2: know, my fourth grader, I think, is so my first grader is not so much, so mm-hmm. also seven, right, but my fourth grader is going on 10 and uh, certainly aspects of it. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we touch a lot on these topics of meditation and, and being present often as well. So, I mean, he does mm-hmm. have a little bit of foundation. But uh, yeah, well, in fact, we went on a family trip down to uh, Delaware this summer, and we listened to the book in the car on, on the way down.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. So it was super right cool. on.
2: And, you know, you, Ryan, I don't know if you did definitely, humbly enough as you are, did it justice in the sense that I love the way it's so it's actually every other chapter is from a different perspective. The first chapter is going to be is the teacher actually presenting in the classroom. And then the second chapter is some, chill, some kids, some older kids presenting to a whole auditorium of school. of a a different school. And then chapter three goes back to the teacher and then chapter four goes back to the auditorium. So there's lessons, Mm -hmm. there's an understandability of kind of what's going on. You actually imagine yourself in the classroom because kids today can imagine themselves in both of those positions where they're almost, actually the interesting thing about it is in those situations, they're both learning, right? They're learning from the teacher, whether they want to or not. And often they're sitting in the classroom or the auditorium during these specials or whatever, and they're learning from their other students and and they have to focus on what's going on on the stage. So it's stuff we've all been in, uh, situations we've all been in. And so it's, it's very relatable, so to speak.
0: It's mm-hmm. awesome. That's thanks, awesome. Ryan. Cool. Yeah, thanks Ryan. Ryan, you want to hang out? You want to bow Definitely. out? You can hang with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Ryan L. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Awesome.
0: awesome. All right. So here, I'm going to rapid fire my line of questioning here, Ryan L. Um, mm-hmm. uh, these are easy questions. I'm just joking. Yeah. So yeah. your book published in May. Mm-hmm. You picked a heck of a year to publish a book, my friend. Mm-hmm. So what would you say since may i think it was late may when it published but what would you say as an author has been your greatest accomplishment to date
1: you know I'd, I'd say that putting it out and then getting it out on amazon as a paperback as an ebook reading the book and and it's also on audible so it's easy you know depending on how you want to go about reading or listening to it. i think that's you know the way to go if you're going to be an author it out in different formats. I mean, myself, I love to read books, but as Ryan said, I don't always have the time. Um, however, you know, if I'm working out or I'm in the car, you know, you can pop on the headphones. Uh, I do a lot more audible than actually reading a book. So just to get it out in different formats, I'd say that some of the marketing I've done has certainly helped. And then getting it out in front of some schools has also been uh something that's been a benefit as well so um you know that's as as a recent author here those are the the first steps and and i'm learning all the time as well how to continue to uh you know get get my message out to the world good for you you're self-published yeah yeah self-published yeah wasn't that so much
0: fun solving for all those different formats
1: (laughs) yeah there's a lot of learning going on there's a lot of uh you know, what YouTube, uh, YouTube university going on there for sure. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate that super big accomplishment there. I mean, that's not easy. It's just a lot of grind and figuring things out as you go and kind of Mm -hmm. like building the airplane in the sky. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been asking this question the wrong way because I, in this new season, I've had a handful of guests now uh, in the last week and I've been asking like, what's been your biggest mistake? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't make mistakes. I don't like Mm -hmm. that word. So Ryan Stanley, you're kind of the mindset guy. How can we reframe Mm -hmm. this into a better question that delivers a better answer? Is it like a what's been your biggest learning moment or learning experience? Yeah,
2: I would say what's been your biggest opportunity for growth
0: is a great Um, question. Yeah, Uh, I knew I could get something out of you. Mm. Yeah,
2: Uh, and or what is the biggest challenge that you've overcome or are are excited about overcoming? Okay, Mm. I like
0: that. Okay, so... Say that last one again. What's been the biggest challenge?
2: Yeah, what's been the biggest challenge that you've overcome as an author in this year or that you are looking forward to overcoming in the near future?
1: Love it. Yeah, so if that that's a good way to put it, Ryan, and if I could kind of combine it with what Sean said like what's been your biggest failure um just for authors that are are listening to this is you know, I felt like I did a lot of, if you you look and like, here's the steps you need to do in order to be successful in self-publishing and put your book out. Um, One of the things that I certainly could have done a lot better job at that I strongly recommend for people to make sure that you do is to uh, build out what they call your art team as far as getting a bunch of copies, you know, free copies of your book out before your book actually launches so that you've had a bunch of readers and so then on launch day you know they can they can put your review which obviously helps in your ratings on amazon um i could have done a lot better job with that and so i think that makes a big difference and um you know moving forward i'd say you know i'm getting back into you know life happens right i have a nine month old we we bought a house uh, a few months after the book came out so. Uh, Things have come up and to, you know, have it in front of you uh, on your schedule and make it a daily, you know, part of what you're doing in your morning or your routine, as far as to keep going with your momentum is huge, you know. And so I had some time in there that I didn't, I haven't done anything with it. And so, you know, that momentum goes down. So I'm getting back in the swing of things as far as you know, having a daily routine of how I am continuing that momentum to grow the book and to get it out in different ways. So, you know, that really has been a, a learning lesson for me as far as, hey, you know, this is your book, you put it out here, you know, you got to do the work every day also. And so, you know, even if, uh, even if that's little things, you know, it, it, it'll add up and that momentum will keep going. So, yeah. Sure. Um, you know, that's been one of the biggest learning lessons for me since putting the book out. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Consistency. Right. I mean, whether anybody's launching a podcast or launching any product for the first time, we have this natural human ability to think that all of a sudden it's going to happen in one day or you know, that's being facetious, but quickly, like all of a sudden, the first 90 days is going to be all, all basically done and then it'll run by itself. Yeah. And there's so many people out there who start a podcast and they do their first 20 episodes or whatever, and then they just kind of lose momentum or they release a book or they do these different things. And it does take consistency. You don't have multi-million dollar budgets like McDonald's or Coca-Cola, all these different things that can just put their stuff out everywhere. So anybody out there who is starting a book or anything like that, you do need to know that this is something that you're not going to stop on. And in fact, even once you get to that point where it's kind of running itself, that's when you have more time to actually put on the gas uh, and continue that momentum.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's an epidemic for creatives and entrepreneurs, solopreneurs. I was just talking to my guest Mel yesterday about this very thing because we were talking about I'm off writing my next book. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, the writing process was my favorite process because I gave myself permission to close out the world. And I had some space and I had some alone time to think and organize thoughts. And it was just a very enjoyable, surprisingly, it was my favorite part of the process. Mm-hmm. During that process, I kept taking notes on eight additional book ideas. Like they just came and popped out of my head. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to write my next book. Mm-hmm. Like soon.
2: yeah.
0: But, you know, that that's dangerous territory because... We have to follow through. We have to have that consistency of yeah. marketing. You talk to the experts, is like bare minimum of one year marketing this thing. Mm. Don't write your next book for at least another year. We're mm. in the nonfiction space. Mm. If we're writing romance or crime, thriller, mystery, like, yeah, maybe we can be the next James Patterson, but like we're writing nonfiction books. Mm. You look at the genres we're writing in and they're not selling millions of copies a year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, So we have to really, you know, that that work of ours deserves our attention, Mm -hmm. you know, for at least a year. And I'm thinking maybe two to three years because I'm looking at mine and probably yours too is very foundational. Mm -hmm. And what's exciting for me is if I can stay the course and stay focused and continually promote it and that compound effect, that snowball effect begins to happen. Not only are you selling consistent copies every day, Mm -hmm. it's not a million a day, but consistently you're snowballing that. You're gathering a nice little base, a nice little fan following for the next book you may release Mm -hmm. in a year or two or three. Because if I can release my next book and have half of my sales already solved for because my tribe wants it and is excited about it. So you're really setting yourself up for that next one if Mm -hmm. you want to go off and write another book. But I'm seeing that with authors, with creatives. You guys know this. We do a project and we're done. We're like off to the next project. Let's create something new. It's like mm-hmm. oh, we have to stay on this mission, and now we have to learn marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I hate marketing, but the book deserves it. You know, think how much time yeah. and effort
1: you put. In. You know, don't leave your posts so early, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with the momentum, I think uh, it's just so important. And, and Ryan Stanley uh, was a good example of that over the summer. You know, I I did probably, I don't know, seven or eight podcasts. And then again, you know, life happened and and then I didn't do them. Um, and Ryan, you know, took it upon himself to, you know, get after it this summer. And, and that builds. Uh, Ryan, how many podcasts you do over the summer?
2: Uh, about 50.
1: Yeah, 50. That's amazing, right? And so yeah. that, but but in doing that, not only are you getting momentum, you're getting more people to, Uh, you're getting your message out and more people know who you are, you really find your voice also, right, Mm -hmm. Ryan? So I can imagine that, you know, your, your fifth or your first, fifth, tenth podcast to the 50th one, I mean, you have things dialed in where, you know, Sean's saying, oh, you know, everybody's saying Ryan's their favorite guest. Yeah, you found your voice, right? You've like, you've dialed it in. So that's really important as well just knowing that all the, the momentum is going to build up in more ways than one.
0: But the reason that everyone is saying that Ryan's been their favorite guest is because of his the shirts that he wears.
2: <laughs>
0: he just wears these colorful shirts.
2: I like just to keep people guessing. You never know what, what, what style of plaid you're going to get today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Ryan L. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to learn more about this because during Mm -hmm. my pre-interview with you, I asked you, you know, what's working really well for you right now? Mm -hmm. You mentioned, and and I'm paraphrasing now, but you mentioned something about finding a way to get in front of and and penetrate your niche audience on social media. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that looks like for you and for your book? Because I think that's really important for for many of us.
1: Yeah, I, I... What I had mentioned when you had had said, you know, who's your audience? Of course, it, whether it's a book or whether it's a product, to just say that, you know, I mean, this is good for everybody, right? Anybody could use this. That's it's like if you're trying to sell to sell to all or have an audience of all, well, you're not gonna you're not gonna have anybody. You really have to narrow it down, and so um, to find your to get as specific as you can is really what you wanna do. So uh, whether you uh, you know look into it and Google how to do that or, or YouTube videos, um, narrowing down and finding your niche is huge. And then from there, there's certain ways that you can go about that as far as marketing, as far as if you want to do uh, you know, SEO or if you wanna do Facebook ads, um, if you're wanting to just continue to put your message out there, on on different platforms such as podcasts and and that will help to have your audience find you but it it's extremely important um to have your niche narrowed down to who who your specific audience is um so that that's who you're reaching right that's who uh, who you're getting in front of yeah so yeah that's awesome um,
0: and, and I think it's so, such an incredible opportunity now, especially because the circumstances we all find ourselves in. But Ryan Stanley mentioned, you know, 50 podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I look at those like I love the stage.
1: Mm-hmm. You,
0: Ryan L, would be perfect with in, in front of a student body and faculty and, you know, maybe a program in the morning for students, program in the evening for. I know a lot of people who do that program in the evening for parents mm-hmm. you may not be able to do that right now. Mm-hmm. But you can still reach people across stages there might they might be other people's stages so ryan stanley's doing 50 podcasts Mm -hmm. right i just was on uh yesterday it was incredible i was on live in front of the empowered living uh community that's two million people wow that's amazing it's it's just amazing and i would this wouldn't be on my radar guys like i'd be looking for my next physical stage if this was not the pandemic Mm -hmm. but it's never been as easy as this to have presence on other people's stages, whether that's a challenge, a summit. Uh, Mel yesterday was talking about summits yeah. and how she was a part of, uh, she is currently a part of a summit and she's leveraging mm. other people's databases, mm. right? So we're yeah. doing, we're on kind of a podcast circuit. Ryan Stanley's leading the charge with, with, with his results. And Ryan, I want you back on because I need to, I, I need to reverse engineer your formula. I think that would be very, very I'm in. valuable for all of us. Um, so yeah, so social media, podcasts, whatever it might be, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's so important. And just yesterday, so so I want to talk to you, Ryan L, about what's beyond your book mm-hmm. because so, so for example, I've sold a few thousand co- like thirty five hundred copies since July. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I haven't seen one dollar of a royalty yet because they're okay. ninety days out. Oh yeah, I right. made any money? I made any money on my book? But thank mm-hmm. goodness. Beyond the book, I have a course. Beyond mm-hmm. the book, I have a pro, like a coaching group coaching program. Mm-hmm. Beyond the book, I have speaking, things of that nature. And mm-hmm. what was really neat is because I have some of those things, I'm able to do like a book funnel on my mm-hmm. website where it's like free copy, pay shipping, and then there's some upgrades from there. Now mm-hmm. I control the sale of my audiobook, the Kindle, after people buy the physical version, I can offer a discount, deliver that dig- digitally. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like yesterday, I was, you know, very lucky to have that opportunity. And all of a sudden my emails coming in, you know, people are purchasing my books. And all of a sudden I'm like, literally this morning I'm at the, I'm still fulfilling these on my own. Cause I bought a bulk load of them. And I'm like, I don't, I haven't earned the right to outsource these to a fulfillment center until I get rid of my inventory. <laughs> you know? Right. But what, what's awesome this morning, like I'm just, I got a load going into the post office, dropping the media mail off. That's awesome. So it's so important to leverage other people's platforms or stages right now. But I also mm-hmm. want you to be tuned into like, hey, here we are authors as part of our identity. We want to create more and write the next book. But it's like, stay with this and create more around that book, that concept, that message, that idea, mm-hmm. be creating in the act of creation with all sorts of things that support it in building out a real business model. Mm -hmm. So that that's the question then for you. It's like okay, you've got the book, and right now because you can't get paid by schools, which is a tough gig. That's Mm -hmm. you know that as a teacher with the Mm budgets and everything. But since you may may not be the right time for that sort of a speaking engagement, you know what else can you do to be a guest on other people's stages like you're doing today? Mm -hmm. What sort of products or programs might you have in the back end, whether those are for students or teachers, students, teachers, or parents? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good question. I think, just in general, for, you know, when someone comes out with a book, they're like, how can I put my message out in multiple ways or, or how can I have an income in multiple ways? So, you know, with mine, it's the same. I, I props to you, Sean, that you already have a course and you already have all that going on. Uh, that's amazing that you've already done all that. Uh, the same with mine. I, the idea, the goal is to also have a course designed with it. Like, okay, here's the book, but here's more of a detail of like, you know, how you want to, you know, master your mindset or how you want to have a better relationship with failure or how you want to have more confidence, right? More joy, more gratitude. Mm-hmm. So the uh, course is uh, something that is going to happen also. Um, when? And then, and then, you know, and then, uh, and then the speaking gig is is definitely um, is something that is also something that I aspire to do as well. So you know, with what you're saying, with it's a tough year for that. You know, schools are so busy and they're so preoccupied with uh, maybe even just having kids come back into the school. Um, so, but again, I think it's momentum, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah you're 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 waiting for that day right right yeah, every
2: day <laughs> yeah at least There's... three days a week but go ahead i would sorry <laughs> uh-huh. I to go back to school at some point
1: yeah i don't have to worry about that you know, with uh but i i totally get it you know um i mean just having a nine month old and we just within the last couple of weeks we got somebody that is part-time to watch him it's like thank god i can like actually get some things done um but um, yeah, and so w- going off that momentum as well with, with you know, using our example with Ryan and, and the podcast, it's like, you know, that speaking gig, um, you know, maybe it's a free one the first time, you know, maybe you reach out to like Boys and Girls Club of America or something, you know, you do something where it's just like, you know, one foot in front of the other, um, which then leads to you know whatever's gonna come because of that because you've gotten better and because you've already uh, done some of those so um, I'm amazed that you already have all that in place, Sean that you've already done the the course that you're already doing you know the speaking um, was that like a design of yours with coming out with a book or how did you get to all that stuff going so quickly?
0: Yeah, no it was definitely an intention from the beginning. I've actually had I've been coaching my framework for six years okay. Mm -hmm. And then I've had my course for three years. Okay. And and this was the year I wanted to, I finally understood how I could go about writing a book, which is why I wrote the book this year. Gotcha. Um, I think, I don't think I could have done it any other way. I don't think I had enough clarity to write the book first. I needed Mm -hmm. to get that. I needed to kind of skin my teeth a bit Mm -hmm. and and practice with my coaching and practice with the course. Like I needed all of that feedback. To, right. to write a book that I could feel good about. Totally. So totally. that's kind of why I did it in that order. But I think a lot of people write the book first and mm. then they think that they're golden afterwards. And yeah. that's not the case either. You know, like right. regardless of which approach you take and which product or program you do first, mm. my belief strongly is it doesn't matter. Just mm. get in motion, just mobilize, right? right? right. So it doesn't matter. But I like what you just said, and I think this is important because everything I've ever done was done for free first for me to get the results, collect the feedback, get some mm-hmm. testimonials. That to me was my certification. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Think about what you did. You mentioned ARC earlier. And for those that are listening, Ryan didn't say ART with a T. He said A-R-C, ARC, Advanced Reader Campaign. Well, my guess is, Ryan, that you gave out copies for free, whether it was a Mm -hmm. PDF or a first version of the author copies and paperback. You gave those out for free. And I just saw you got a ton of incredible reviews on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So you can take that same trajectory with your talk or Mm -hmm. take that same trajectory with your workshop, your program, your course, whatever. You've got to take that path and get some free feedback, get some free traction, free results, free testimonials then it'll boost your confidence so that you're like, Hey, here's mm-hmm. who I am. Here's what I've got. Here's the results I've generated for these types of people. And the price is this, yeah. like, there's no way I could go and sell anything if I didn't have the confidence that it added value to someone's life. Totally. Right. Like that's totally. such a good natural boost of confidence. Cause you know, you've gotten results or you know, other people have gotten results. And now you're ready to say this is for sale.
1: Right? Absolutely. And and going off of what you're saying, I think it's really important to get that feedback, right? Like, how do you know how do you know what your niche or what your audience wants unless you unless you find out, right? Unless you ask. Mm-hmm. So the way you you did that with what you know with your coaching and everything, you got all this information first, and then uh, and so you already had that going, and then you're like, oh yeah, I, you know, I can also write a book out of this, um, you, you know, I guess so. That's a smart way to do it uh, absolutely you know the I guess the way I did it was like, oh, you know, I as a teacher for a number of years. I feel like this is what I saw as a teacher what's lacking, you know what's lacking in, in what the students are not getting. Um, and so I guess that was kind of my feedback. but in general, um, I think if if somebody wants to know what their audience really wants, I mean just ask right awesome. yeah.
2: Well, you know, it's funny The interesting. I was just gonna throw in real quick there. It's like we were you when you're talking about that, the, the schools are and totally super busy. They're trying to figure out how to do this whole thing, They're totally overwhelmed. Uh, the kids don't know what's going on. The teachers don't know what's going on. The parents don't know what's going on. Everybody's trying to kind mm-hmm. of figure it out. Uh, it's almost like and it seems like this is an extra tough time to get in there and try to sell a product or get, get um, some awareness around it. But the interesting thing is it's like I don't, if I don't have time to meditate, they say I should meditate more. Right. right. So it's like, you have such right. a, an amazing product where it's like, if they don't have time for this book, we need to get that. We need to get this book in front of them more because this will actually right. be, this is literally exactly what they need at this time. Right. I don't right. want to throw that out there for anybody else a listening, who's in a school, like reach out to Ryan Lockie, check it out on, on Amazon, whatever you got to do. Um, right. It really is. It's perfect for, for exactly where we are in time. Right. Yeah. Now. Because
0: I, I like what Ryan Stanley is suggesting while initially my thought with this is like, yeah, they're probably in survival mode and it's probably mm. not the right time. Mm. It actually can be precisely the right time if you frame it the right way, because their right. pain points are so critical at this point. Totally. They may actually listen. You may actually open the door and get in there for a meeting or get that phone call mm. because they're, they have this heightened sense of, of pain with all of the things going on. Mm -hmm. I like the way that Ryan Stanley, you know, framed that. And I think, I think that's smart.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. And I think it's, you know, you're, you almost also have to think about it with something that you're so passionate about. Like if I'm not putting this in front of them, I'm doing them a disservice, right? I mean, like, that's how you have to approach, I think almost anything in life, but um, Yeah, I think. Thank you for that, Ryan. I think that's a that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, you're doing them a disservice. You're doing uh, your book a disservice and you're Mm -hmm. doing the gift that life has given you as an author and somebody that has this information a disservice by not putting it in front of as many people as possible Mm -hmm. as often as possible.
1: Yeah. yeah, you're
0: basically a total jerk if you don't make 10 phone calls this afternoon.
2: Yeah, I-, <laughs> I wasn't saying you specifically, Ryan, I'm saying just people in general who do not share their gift as often as possible are doing it. A <laughs>
1: well, I'm um, saying specifically to you, Ryan L. Make the- no, I know. Actually, I kind of like that in, in like truth and also as a joke. I think I should put that somewhere on my whiteboard or my vision board. If you don't make 10 phone calls today, you're an absolute jerk. I like that. <laughs> uh, quoted by Sean Rosenstiel. <laughs> That's going to go up somewhere. So what are you struggling with right now? What's not working? You know, um, I'd say the biggest thing is knowing, having all this information that we just talked about. And and it's all, uh, I think it's all very, very true. And, and that we need to move forward, put one foot in front of the other, uh, build momentum, know that you're doing a disservice if you're not, you know, doing your due diligence every single day, um, sometimes if you, for me, it's like, okay, there's so many things I feel like I could do. It could be almost overwhelming to know like what to do right now or what to do today. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've actually, um, I, I think that first of all, to have, you know, some, some real, Concise plans and some details certainly helps. You know, what am I doing today? Have that kind of outlined and have it kind of drawn up. Um, I've started to, the book was just on Amazon and I'm in the process of getting it to Ingram Spark as well. So it gets to, you know, a different platform. Um, for some reason, the EPUB book is having an issue being accepted by them. And I'm actually, the customer service, I'm actually having difficulty. Or some challenges over the last week of actually getting to talk to somebody. You leave your number and uh, they're supposed to call back. But on um, that, and then there's another, um, I believe it was called Insta Freebie. Um, it's a site where I, it's actually now called Prolific Works. Like you can get it out there and essentially put it out there so that people can read your book and you get more reviews, essentially, right? It's not like, I I'm fine with getting my book out there and giving it to, for people to read for free. Um, same thing. I'm um, turning that into an EPUB. I need to talk to them a little bit. Um, but then, you know, as far as, um, narrowing it down to the, to the niche that you want to, you know, who your audience is, uh, I'd say with mine, it's like, okay, now they've, I've marketed and determined who my niche is, you know, um, what's the best way to can constantly reach that niche? You know, like I've done if you know you do a Facebook ad or or you have done some podcasts or some SEO, you know. But what's the best way to continue to funnel people in? So um, I'd say those are my biggest challenges, and then uh, along with the schools. Um, that's just a matter of being consistent with, you know, dropping the book off, following up, um, and then getting in front of them, you know, if that's administration or teacher saying, you know, this is why this is so critical now. Um, I'd say that the consistency of, of doing that is the biggest challenge. So, you know, there's a, there's a couple challenges. I think it's, it's much more doable, when you break it down into, okay, what do I need for this? What do I, what should I be doing for this? Um, but as a whole, that's, that's uh, where my biggest challenges are.
0: Yeah. You got a lot going on over there. I wonder if like a brain dump mm-hmm. a paper or 15 right. you know, and then you just chunk it out, you know, yeah. this, you know, I can't do everything this week. So what comes first, what comes mm-hmm. next? And you don't, you don't, you won't know next week it'll change, but at least have right. a plan of attack Mm-hmm. A lot of moving parts, a lot of to-dos, a lot of bugs and kinks, yep. a lot of research, right? So I wonder if you just did a brain dump and said, mm-hmm. okay, these things come for, these are this week. If mm-hmm. I can just get through these three items or these seven priorities this week, I don't have to worry about all this other stress and all that other overwhelm. If I could just keep my head down this week yep. on these initial items that I think makes sense to focus on first,
1: Yep, you know, that might really help just come yeah. up with a, a game plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, a brain dump of and and chunking it down. Chunking is important because, you know, otherwise it's like, oh, man, there's a lot. You could, you know, feel like you're overwhelmed. And, and that certainly doesn't help. Ryan, you need to create a lesson plan for your book, right? a mm-hmm.
0: lesson plan. So, yeah. You know, you're, you know this as a teacher, you got this massive textbook. That thing is broken down in the lesson plans over the course of the semester or the year. Mm -hmm. so you've got this big book that dump is your big book and then you got to break it down into those lesson plans so that you know what to work on that week
1: Mm -hmm. totally totally
2: and then, as with any any author slash entrepreneur just you know be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. um and recognize that whatever you didn't get done next week there's there's still now to you know next week whatever it is and there's a there's this thin line between procrastination and, hey, don't worry, it'll get one day, but also just not beating yourself up when stuff doesn't get done the way you hope it is. About, right? Totally. That's something I always tell myself because we do have a lot of stuff going on, and it's, you know, there is life going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind
2: of, and so to decide who you want to be each day, and, and the person I think that we all want to be is not somebody who regrets or is angry at, at the person from yesterday, right? We want to be the person right. who's moving forward.
1: That's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Cool. Yeah, be be patient. And then what else, Ryan? Are there other parts to that? You, you can then be, be present.
2: Patient. You be could be silent. joyful. And then be keep joyful. going. Just keep going.
1: That's there it cool. is. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it. There's the plug. be, patient, <laughs> be present, be joyful.
0: Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Ryan L., thank you for being here. Ryan S., thanks for popping on. It was fun yeah, to I, have you. Thanks for having me.
2: It uh, was definitely a blessing in, in addition to, to my day. So I, I appreciate you having me. And uh, as always, I thanks for being you.
0: Yeah, thank you guys and I definitely want both of you guys back uh, Ryan S sooner than later cuz you got to bestow that podcast wisdom upon us. Mm-hmm. Ryan L, Ryan L and I could both use that. Mm-hmm. And Ryan L, we'll wait a few months and have you back on and see where you're at. Yeah, right on.
1: That'd so be awesome. I'm excited to read your book. Definitely. Yeah, right. and uh, to finish yours, I'm I'm loving what I'm reading. Thank you. Yeah, thanks mm-hmm. for taking the time. I appreciate it. All right,
0: gentlemen, have a great week. Bye guys, thanks. see time. you soon. Bye. All right, Sean here again. Wasn't that an awesome conversation? Just want to say thanks again for joining us this week. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to my podcast so you can catch all future episodes. Take care and remember to make it a great day.